Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rosa, and welcome to another episode of the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this Xbox podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's Xbox gaming news, and we all learn an Xbox-related fun fact together. This show is on podcast services around the world, so please subscribe in your favorite and leave a review. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's talk game releases. The big games out last week were the Jackbox Party Pack 6, Stella, Felix the Reaper, Return of the Oberdin, and Plants vs. Zombies Battle for Neighborville. The games coming out this week include E-Shade, WWE 2K20, Farming Simulator 19 Platinum Expansion, Street Outlaws The List, Cat Quest 2, Let's Sing Country, The Outer Worlds, and Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Very excited about those last two. Now into last week's biggest news stories, and we have 10 to cover this week. Number 1. Call of Duty Modern Warfare will have a battle pass instead of loot boxes. Matt Kim at IGN writes, Activision and Infinity Ward are doubling down on their commitment to not have loot boxes in the upcoming Call of Duty Modern Warfare, with the announcement that it will instead feature a battle pass. The new system is almost identical to other battle pass systems found in games like Fortnite. In a newly published blog post, Activision announced that it is introducing a new battle pass system, not a loot box system, to Call of Duty Modern Warfare. The news comes after Infinity Ward announced that the studio is not developing a loot box system for Modern Warfare, despite rumors and leaks suggesting otherwise. Quote, the new Battle Pass system will allow players to see the content that they are earning or buying, Activision writes. Battle Passes will launch time to new post-launch live seasons, so you can unlock cool new Modern Warfare themed content that matches each season. Activision also says that functional content that impact gameplay and game balance like base weapons and attachments will be unlocked simply by progressing through the game and not a Battle Pass. Quote, there will be both a free stream and a premium stream of content in the Battle Pass system in Modern Warfare. New base weapons will be earned through gameplay simply by playing Modern Warfare. Functional attachments for base weapons can be unlocked through gameplay as well as just like in the game's beta. Instead, the Battle Pass and in-game store will feature cosmetics that do not impact game balance. Really great news to hear, I loved Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered that came with Infinity War, but could not believe that they added in new guns that altered the fundamental gameplay and made those accessible and obtainable through loot boxes. A horrible decision that really impacted my desire to want to play that game online and competitively with my friends. Number 2. Here's how Call of Duty Modern Warfare's multiplayer progression works. Jeremy Winslow at GameSpot writes, Activision has divulged details about Call of Duty Modern Warfare's multiplayer progression system. While it sounds fairly straightforward, developer Infinity Ward has implemented a new way to rank up. The publisher shared a blog post outlining how player progression works when Modern Warfare launches on October 25th. Modern Warfare will feature two progression tracks, Enlisted and Officer Ranks. Gaining experience by completing weapon camo challenges, multiplayer matches, special operations and missions, daily challenges and challenge missions will increase your Enlisted rank. There are 55 Enlisted ranks to reach, each unlocking new weapons, equipment, perks, field upgrades, and killstreaks. Like previous Call of Duty titles, loadout options are limited until reaching Private 4, Rank 4, which unlocks the customizable loadout feature. Modern Warfare will feature a brand new seasonal officer ranking system tied to new seasons. The officer progression track comes with 100 ranks to go through, a weapon blueprint is unlocked when you reach officer rank 1, and each level unlocks a special officer challenge. These challenges reward with plenty of experience, but also a special seasonal ribbon upon completion. Earning 10 ribbons unlocks a special seasonal emblem, with every 10 levels changing that emblem. You earn an animated emblem after collecting all 100 ribbons, doing so also nets you another weapon blueprint. Officer ranks reset with each season, but the achievements, cosmetics, and rewards are unlocked permanently through enlisted ranks as they never reset. Only good news has come out for Call of Duty Modern Warfare, and as Modern Warfare 2 being one of my favorite games of all time, I cannot wait to jump in. 
Number 3, all new heroes and villains are available today in Gears 5. October 16th, Dana Sissons on Xbox Wire wrote, It's been just over a month since Gears 5 celebrated its worldwide launch with Xbox Game Pass, and today we're evolving your Gears 5 multiplayer experience with four new characters. The Cog Gear, the DB, the Warden, and General Ram. The Ruthless Locust Military Leader. Every character added to Gears 5 will feature multiplayer abilities to master. These new heroes and villains are available today and can be earned through gameplay or purchased in the in-game store. This update also brings two new characters from Terminator Dark Fate into Gears 5 multiplayer, Grace featuring the voice actress of Mackenzie Davis, and the deadly new Terminator model Rev-9. Grace and Rev-9 joined the previously released T-800 Endoskeleton and Sarah, voiced by none other than Linda Hamilton, in anticipation of the film's worldwide theatrical release on November 1st. All those enjoying Gears 5 multiplayer, have some fun with the new characters. Number 4. Halo Infinite Dev assures everyone there's no creative dilemma at 343 after lead producer leaves. Matt Kim at IGN writes, Back in August it was reported that Halo Infinite creative director Tim Longo left 343 Industries as part of a leadership shuffle. Over the weekend, Halo Infinite executive producer and lead campaign producer Mary Olsen also left 343 inciting concerns over the status of Microsoft's next Halo game. Now an employee at 343 Industries has clarified what Olsen's departure actually means for the Halo Infinite project. Over the weekend, various online posts began appearing on Reddit and Reset Era reporting that Olsen left 343. Given the fact that 343 announced Olsen would take over the Halo Infinite campaign team as lead producer, many wondered whether 343 was undergoing a leadership crisis. Following this speculation, Halo community manager John Junsek decided to clarify Olsen's departure. Quote, I want to jump in and clarify what Tim and Mary's roles were at the studio because there seems to be quite a bit of confusion here. Quote, Tim's role as creative director was to help make creative decisions around the design and direction of the game, whether it was the campaign, multiplayer, etc. Mary's role as an executive producer and then lead producer on campaign was to help drive the game to its completion for our holiday 2020 release date, with the latter specifically focused on campaign deliverables. Unfortunately, the thread's title saying he was replaced with Mary Olsen and also she left is far from accurate. It implies that Mary took over creative control of the entire game, didn't like what she saw, and then decided to leave. If that's what actually happened, I could totally understand getting worried, but that isn't the case as she was a lead producer and not a new creative director. Johnson clarified that a producer's job is to help the members of the development team track and hit deliverables, and that Olsen has now joined Midwinter Entertainment to work on Scavengers. As such, fans shouldn't fret over the creative direction of Halo Infinite, as Mary's role as lead producer didn't overlap with Longo's former position as creative director. I think this is great that the community manager jumped in to clarify some of the speculation going on about these headlines, as anyone reading them would be concerned as I was seeing them, but good to hear, everything should remain on track, very excited about this game next year. Number 5. Game Pass subscribers play more games and more genres. Steve Watts at GameSpot writes, Xbox Game Pass is actually encouraging players to buy more games and more genres, according to the Microsoft ID at Xbox lead, Agostino Simonetta, said that the service is dramatically increasing engagement even outside the ecosystem of Game Pass itself. GameIndustry.biz reports that Simonetta's comments came at its GI Investment Summit in London. Among the facts and figures, he said that Game Pass subscribers are playing 40% more games, including those outside the Game Pass offerings. Well, people that join the subscription are way more engaged, said Simonetta. Well, they have a lot of free games to play, but actually they're way more engaged outside the subscription. They go to stores and buy more games than they did before they joined. The company also found that 91% of subscribers polled say they have played a title that they wouldn't have without Game Pass. The data shows users are playing 30% more games than before they subscribed. Simonetta compares this to video subscription services, which gives users a chance to experiment with a new genre they may not have tried before. Love hearing all the positive news and headlines about Game Pass, I think it's one of the best values in the industry. 
Number six, Microsoft rolls out customizable text filters for Xbox messages. Mike Fahey at Kotaku writes, Rolling out starting today to insider preview members and coming soon to Xbox One owners everywhere, Microsoft's new Xbox text filters give users the ability to tailor the level of offensive content they're exposed through to private messages and eventually in profiles, clubs, and the activity feed. Don't worry, none is an option. Detailed in a post on Xbox Wire website, the new message safety settings feature four levels of protection against offensive content. There's unfiltered, which just lets the profanity slide on through. Medium allows in some more common profanity while filtering harsher words or terms associated with bullying. Friendly is the lowest setting and the default for child accounts, automatically hiding profanity and offensive terms. Mature only hides terms and phrases Microsoft has determined are almost always harmful to those on the receiving end. When a message with offensive content per the user's selected filtration level comes through, it is automatically hidden. Cool little filtering option as Microsoft continues to upgrade all their services in the Xbox ecosystem. Number seven, Obsidian could focus on, quote, next games, thanks to Microsoft says senior developer. Jordan Ramey at GameSpot writes, in November 2018, Microsoft announced the acquisition of Obsidian Entertainment, the developer behind Fallout New Vegas and Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 2, The Sith Lords. The studio has also since expressed appreciation for Microsoft in the year following the acquisition, stating that being a part of Microsoft has provided an added level of security when it comes to making games. Quote, on the studio level, for me personally, one of the nice things is that now we're a part of Microsoft, we're focusing more on what the next games are going to be, rather than, how do we pitch the next games, Obsidian senior designer Brian Hines said in an interview with WCCF Tech. Quote, when we're acquired, Microsoft said to us, we're buying you because we want you to keep making games the way you've been doing, not to change you, he continued. And that's been reassuring a lot of people on the team. We're not suddenly going to be asked to be a different studio than we have been. We've been given the assurance to keep making these games and that our fans like, hopefully on a grander scale and a better quality. It's a sentiment also expressed by Double Fine boss Tim Schafer, whose studio has recently also been acquired by Microsoft. I love hearing all the positive things that are coming from the recent acquisitions by Microsoft with all these developers. Only provides good for the industry and good for Microsoft's first party outlook next generation. Number eight, Fortnite is back, but it never really went anywhere. Matthew Adler at IGN writes, Fortnite is back for another round with chapter two, which launched, again, worldwide yesterday, after a massive world-ending black hole event dubbed The End consumed everything which included the previous island lobbying game itself. Fortnite has finally returned after being offline for almost 40 hours. The internet went into a frenzy this past Sunday with players and parents panicking after not knowing what happened to it. Many were worried about the cosmetic items they had purchased as well as the status of their in-game currency known as V-Bucks. Epic Games pulled off one of the biggest marketing stunts in history by going into a full-blown blackout taking everything offline from the game servers to the company's social media accounts, even locking the popular Reddit Fortnite BR subreddit from posting anything new. Due to the lack of communication, many players around the world were speculating when and if their favorite game would ever return. Well, I'm here to tell you that Fortnite is back and arguably better than ever. The new season brings with it a complete overhaul, including a brand new map with plenty of new points of interest to explore. Besides a new island, there are even new water-based mechanics including swimming, speedboat combat, and fishing. But Epic's best new addition is actually a subtraction. It simplified the game considerably, removing much of the clutter like the convoluted and confusing loot pool, and really boiling play down to its core roots. If Season 10 was a celebration of everything Fortnite achieved over the years since launch, Chapter 2 is a return to form. Gone are the many variations of the same weapon types, traps, grenades, and throwable objects. Epic has cut the loot pool down to four tiers of eight core weapons. The assault rifle, burst assault rifle, pump shotgun, tactical shotgun, submachine gun, pistol, bolt-action sniper rifle, and rocket launcher. 
in what Epic is calling a streamlined weapon arsenal. Additionally, there are far fewer healing items, only a singular grenade type, and one trap. Mobility has also been reduced significantly as hoverboards and grapplers, plus the controversial brute mechs that were added last season, are no longer available. Epic has also simplified the leveling system in Chapter 2, offering more experience than ever that in turn earns you more in-game rewards. Really amazing to see the confidence that Epic has in Fortnite, taking the biggest game in the world offline for 40 hours. What a ballsy move. Fortunately, Fortnite didn't hook me like everyone else, but I am excited to jump back in and see what it's all about. Fallout 76's NPC update delayed until 2020. The Wastelanders update for Fallout 76 was revealed at this year's E3. The free update adds human NPCs to the game as much requested feature by the Fallout 76 community. Unfortunately, Bethesda has delayed the expansion until the first quarter of next year. Wastelanders was due to be released this fall, but it looks like the Bethesda aren't quite ready to release it just yet, as detailed on its own website. Quote, it's going to need more time to be the best, most polished update it can be. We've continued to reevaluate and change our processes to make sure the work we're doing hits our quality bar and yours. We apologize for this delay, but no, it will be worth the extra time. When this was announced at E3, I actually got interested in Fallout 76, as I got the game as a gift and never played it given everything I read and saw and played in the beta. Unfortunate till 2020, but make it the best it can be. And number 10, Cyberpunk 2077 dev calls post-release microtransactions a bad idea. Alicia Judge at IGN writes, The head of CJ Projekt Red's Krakow studio, John Mamias, has said that Cyberpunk 2077 won't contain any microtransactions and called the practice of adding them into the game after release, quote, a bad idea. In an interview with GameSpot, Mamias said, I think it's a bad idea to do microtransactions after you release a game. It seems like it's very profitable, though it's probably a hard decision for the guy that runs the business to decide if we should do it or not. Quote, but if everyone hates it, why would you do something like that and lose the goodwill of our customers? Really cool to see someone from a developer at the top of their game release a statement like this on microtransactions. I could not agree more. Although some games do it right, it seems like the majority of the time they do just get bad press. As always, we end with a fun fact about Xbox, and this one involves the Call of Duty franchise. Credit to Wesley and Poole at Eurogamer. In 2010, Microsoft and Activision signed a multi-year agreement to bring Call of Duty game add-ons and map packs first to Xbox Live. The deal meant that all add-ons and map packs for Call of Duty Black Ops and future Call of Duty games were released first on Xbox, but in fact it was an extension of agreement that began with the release of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 map pack Resurgence in June 2010. Wanted to highlight this little deal as most people now know, all of this content comes to PlayStation first, but that wasn't always the case. As the generation turned from Xbox 360 to Xbox One, Activision quickly signed that deal with PlayStation as they were the biggest console on the market, and now us Xbox gamers get stuck waiting and waiting. Thank you all for listening to the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe on your favorite podcast service, share it with your friends, leave a review, and follow on all social media at Xbox in 10. This past week, I haven't had much time to game, but I squeezed in a Rocket League Gamer 2 and continued my grind on Destiny 2 in preparation for my raid attempt. My name is Brandon Rosa. You can follow me on Xbox at Broza93. I hope you all have a great week and keep on gaming.